Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the Survivor podcast that's with you in sickness and in health. I'm your host, Steve Labine, here with my co-host, Jared Sheldon, who is laughing at me. Yes, I was going to say that you are sickness and I am health. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then I remembered, remembered my uh, crippling disease and went, oh no, we're just sickness and sickness. Do you count it as crippling? No. You, you, you go throughout the day pretty well. It's true. No, I've never had any issues. Um, type 1 diabetes is very manageable. But Stephen, how are you feeling? I am death incarnate. <laughs> I, so, <laughs> I am, I'm going to preface this with, I am COVID negative. Stephen's giving me COVID right now. Strep negative. I went in the minute, so I had a, a sore throat one day. I go in urgent care they see me immediately and they're like yeah uh we'll just we'll test you for strep we'll test you for covid both come back negative and i was like okay well i guess it's just a i guess it's just a sore throat the very next day gallons upon gallons of of snot mucus i am just i am clogged my sinuses are clogged everything is awful i hate it so much Little did you know, you're actually patient zero of a new super virus. Stop. Congratulations. Ew, I wouldn't put it past me. I wouldn't put it past the world that we're in at the moment. I'm patient one. You're patient one? Hey. Well, if you're patient zero and I'm sitting here right across the room from you, speaking to a microphone. You got a good point. I can't argue with that. <laughs> what are you up to this week? Oh, uh, see Bullet Train. If you have not seen Bullet Train, oh. by the time this comes out, go see Bullet Train. Um... It's one of those movies where, yes, there are plot holes. Uh, it doesn't make the timeline doesn't make any sense. Bullet trains take like two hours. This takes like twelve. <laughs> um, but the answer to all that is shut up, though, because it's cool. <laughs> all of it is just a cool, fun movie. If you do drugs, go as stoned as you possibly can. <laughs> I was gonna say, if if I'm not mistaken, that was a very last minute decision by you to go see that movie. Literally, we walked in two minutes before the movie started yeah. after dropping you off from Galloping Ghost. Yeah. Uh, we went out and we played a whole bunch of video games for Jared's birthday. And then, uh, you, you went to see a movie, I'm assuming stoned out of your mind. You know, I actually wasn't that high. Oh, okay. Um, I only took a, took a little hit. Um, and yes, kids do drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This podcast has officially been canceled. I'm going to, I'm going to legally step in and say that we do not advise that you take drugs. Uh, Jared, who three episodes ago was being like, I don't know if I should say if I can, if I, if I'm drinking a beer is like, yes, kids do drugs. No, uh, marijuana is legal in Illinois. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm in the green. Official podcast stance. Uh, Do drugs where it's legal. Don't do drugs anywhere else. And if you're going to do drugs, be safe. Yeah, that's true. That's the big thing. Uh, I don't do drugs, so I'm just I'm just sitting here like, yeah, I don't know anything about these things. We'll change that. No, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. parents listen to this podcast. <laughs> this will be great. Thank you, parents. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else that I want to put in the preamble. <laughs> You're looking at me like, I'm insane. I am insane. This is going to be a very strange episode for me. Good. I may this be rambling. This is a cold medicine episode. <laughs> I'm not even on any medicine, so this is just uh, my brain in full-on meltdown. Full-on fever mode, Stephen. Yeah. I don't have a fever, though, either. I can't blame that. Stephen, I keep trying to give you cop-outs. You're giving me so many outs. keep refusing them. And I'm underselling them. Uh, here's my favorite out. It's the bumper.
All right. So uh, this episode came out in August or on August 2nd, 2000. Um, two things happened between last week's episode and this week's episode. Um, the one that less people will know, but I just find interesting, is that the first patient received the Jarvik 2000, the uh, first totally artificial heart that can maintain blood flow in addition to generating a pulse. Oh. It's pretty cool. Yeah, also, cool. this was the era when we named everything the 2000. Yeah. Because it was the two. Yeah, like. Of course. Magnum. I thought it was the Magnum 2000 at Cedar Point. It's actually the Magnum 200, but whatever. That's a Berenstein Bears situation. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt got married. Oh, wow. Way back in 2000. They were 31 and 36. I'm assuming that lasted a long time and they did very well for themselves. I honestly couldn't tell you. I know it was a lot of drama, but I don't know how long, I, I don't know how long it lasted for. <laughs> Brad, Brad Pitt's dated a lot of people. It's, it's just who he is. I mean, we do, well. It's, I, it's celebrities. Celebrities sure. date, they, they flame out real fast because they're in such a public spotlight that, it either is going to last or it's not going to last very long. I know nor care anything about celebrities. Nope. But some of our listeners might. I yeah. don't really, you know, some of our listeners probably don't care about sports, but, you know, they might have heard of when, uh, uh, I almost said Tom Cruise won the PGA Tour. It was, not, it was Tiger Woods. That's not a thing. Um, <laughs> when Tiger Woods married Jennifer Aniston and Tom Cruise won the PGA Tour. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um, perfect. Yeah, so if you remember that wedding, uh, or like the news of that wedding, that was uh, when this episode came out. Okay. Cool. Anything else? Those are really... Oh, and then uh, It's Gonna Be May was still the number one song. Okay. I think it's going to be for a while. I, I, ha- I do have a, a question for you, because last week you you threw out that uh, you were confused as to why it came out in, what, August? Is this when this July, was? but... July, yeah. yeah. You, you do know that the song is not about the month of May, right? Yes, begrudgingly, yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. But it's now become that because of the meme. So right. it's it's always about the meme. It's always about the meme. We live for the meme. We die for the meme. Um, I also want to uh, not redact, but uh, fix something that we said last episode when speaking about Sean's uh, alphabetical strategy. Oh sure. Stephen and I, I counted the alphabet out. I sang the whole thing <laughs> from A down until I got to who I thought the next person was. And we forgot Kelly was a contestant. Yeah. So if Sean had, which he does not, continue his alphabetical streak, he would have voted for Kelly today. <laughs> not I, not Richard, like we thought was the next letter in the alphabet after, I don't remember who the person was before, uh, after, uh, um, what's her name? Jenna. Jenna, yeah. I have zero excuse. I, I was briefly skimming through a list of names and I was like, yep, uh, it makes sense to me. Sure. We promise nothing and deliver less. Exactly. That's that's our motto. Sickness, health, promise nothing, deliver less. I I stole that from from Castle Super Beast. I can't oh, here we are. I a plagiarism <laughs> a, a plagiarism upon your houses. Uh yeah. If, if nothing else, let's just jump right into the episode. Episode ten, Crack of the Alliance. Oh, it's it's it's. Things are happening. Things are happening. Um, we're still kind of in this weird space where people keep going home that they that aren't in the alliance, and yet Sean still sits here going, "Hmm, <laughs> something suspicious." Yeah. Uh, and Jervis is still kind of like, "I don't know. Is there? I'm not dumb. I think there is." Um, still a little waffling in this early episode about like if there's an alliance and who's in an alliance. I'm like, really? It's so obvious at this point. It, I think it's so obvious, and it's so obvious to everyone except for Sean. Yeah. Sean is the only one who is on the outs, and 
I I will give him credit. He came to the realization that his uh, voting strategy was stupid. Did he, though? Well, Because the whole camp had to sit him down. They had to do an intervention and be like, Sean. Sean. Hey, Sean. It's okay if you vote for us. Like, come Sean, on! Play the game, please. Which, I don't know why... I guess it makes sense is if we're moving into the Alliance members that the Alliance members sit him down and say, you don't have to go by alphabetical. You're not going to hurt our feelings if you don't go alphabetical. They're the ones to benefit from that. I think there's... I think everyone has two reasons for doing it. The Pagong people need Sean's vote. Correct. The Toggy people are next in the alphabetical order. Yep. And I... So they, they each have their own individual reasons as far as those go. And I think both of both sides of that are just kind of sick of it. Yeah. They're like, Sean, can you be a person? <laughs> like, we've been <laughs> stuck with you for 29 days, and you're doing this holier-than-thou bullshit. Can you just... Just vote for somebody. Just please do something. Figure it out. Uh, yeah, it's the the man is five steps behind every other person on this dang island and is not getting better. No, he's he's he, he is. I was gonna say like he he's standing on third and he thinks he hit a triple. That's not even true. He <laughs> showed up to the baseball stadium and thinks he's playing soccer. Yeah, and refuses to change cleats. <laughs> the best analogy I can give. Um, but we get right into the episode with uh, Rudy. I, I couldn't quite understand him. He was saying that he, he wanted to vote someone, or they all wanted to vote someone else out. I think yeah. it was Jervis. They, they came to the rel- uh, they came and let everyone know that it was a last minute flip mm-hmm. and that they had someone else in mind. And I, you're probably right. It probably was Jervis. And then they, they changed their mind. It seems because he was annoyed with Jenna. He was just sick of her talking. <laughs> possibly. Or possibly because they moved it to use Sean's vote. If they if they were a little mm. concerned about what Kelly was doing, then, it, I mean, it was a smart move and it worked. Yeah, that's true. It wouldn't have worked without that. So I, I from gamesmanship angle, I like that explanation better. Yep. Um, but there is this overall vibe from everyone that they were kind of annoyed with Jenna, that she talked too much, that they got that... You know, I think Colleen says something like, you know, you're with somebody for 29 days, 24-7. <laughs> and I really didn't get that vibe from them before this episode, so I was kind of surprised to hear that. Yeah, it it, it does feel like Sue is kind of piling on Jenna after Jenna has already been voted out. Uh, just really saying, no, nah, I, I never liked her. She's so annoying. Like, geez, Sue. And I, I could chalk that up to... You know, maybe uh, the lady doth protest too much. You know, if Sue's still trying to hide her alliance, all that. But she says it in confessions too. Yeah, she just says that her and Rudy both are just like, yeah, she annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs> Man, that's I, I get it, but like, that's kind of that's kind of sucks. It seems like they got along. Yeah. Oh well. You're looking a little sus there, Sue. Sue, I love Sue. Yeah, Sue's great. Uh, Sue is the funniest confessional because Sue just keeps talking and is very intelligent yeah but plays the game like she's not intelligent which i don't know i i've gotten the read from sue that she's intelligent the whole time regardless whether it was in confessionals or with her tribe i don't she she goes on this diatribe a little later in the episode about um you know i i'm just gonna act like a redneck people people treat me like i'm dumb because i'm a redneck and i don't really get the impression that anyone on her tribe underestimates her 
No, I don't think they do either. But I think she she is playing this game with her emotions out front and center. But it's her brain making all the strategic moves. Mm. It's uh, it's it's a very good play, especially yeah. for this early season. She she's very good at playing dumb. She lets Rich think that he is, and Rich is in some ways running the show. In a lot of ways, he's running the show. Yeah. Um. But Sue's not blind to that, and she's letting him take up all the space so that she can do what she wants to do in the background. Yeah. I I fully believe that if, uh, and we'll get to the challenge, but if Rich hadn't won this immunity challenge, that Sue probably would have sent him home today. It's a high possibility that that, that was coming. So it's really interesting what brought Sue to, to talk about that. was it, It's Rich rationing the food still. Coming yeah. in saying, yeah, I'm not going to catch very much fish because these people don't don't really care f- or don't aren't appreciative of the work that I'm doing. And it's hard to feed all of these people, especially the ones who are eating a lot, which are the people that they want to get rid of. Yeah, Rich is... Um, I, I, I talked a lot about last episode about how he's kind of being a bit of a dick. Yeah. And that's not getting better. And everyone's commenting on it. Um, another reason why I think if he hadn't won immunity, he would have gone home today. And, uh, I mean, Sue, regardless of the outcome of the season, Sue's playing a better game than he is right now. With the knowledge that we have about Survivor through, you know, 42 seasons or whatever. Um, actually, I would say of the, of the remaining, uh, Toggy members that are not named Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I love that I can get a laugh cough out of it. Yeah, you. it's going to happen. <laughs> um, they're not named Sean. Uh, Rich would probably do the worst in Modern Survivor. He's too arrogant. He he wears his emotions on his sleeve. It's mm-hmm. very easy to get under his skin. And when he does, he is vindictive about it. Oh, yeah. He actually reminds me a lot of High in 42 in getting front of... I guess that would be High Rising of Richard then, because <laughs> that's 20 years later. Um, <laughs> Rich came first. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, just in like getting in that really aggressive position, uh, pretty early and, you know, then seeing how that unfolds. Um, but yeah, I don't think Rich would do as well in a modern game as he's done in this one. I would agree. Uh, interesting take from Rich in this early episode. Uh, he says he trusts Kelly a hundred percent. Now, do you see that as a good read or do you see that as him trying to convince himself that this is true? When does he say that? Like, he, does he say that to someone, or does he say that to us? Says it to us. Okay, because that's when I. Because there's, you know, there's the things you say to the people on your tribe, and there's the people things that you say to the audience. No, no, that was very much in a confessional. I think he's trying to convince himself because mm. he waffles on that statement several times through the episode, where he's like, he's uh, he's talking, he goes back and forth about like, well, I mean, I hope I can trust her. I do trust her. I hope I can. Yeah. Um. Hundred percent. Is is not waffling though. One hundred percent is he's he's full in. Kelly, Kelly's with us. Yeah, in that moment, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I that does give off the vibe of somebody who's trying to convince himself because he never says about Rudy or Sue. He never says about the people he actually trusts. I mean, he doesn't really. That's true. You, you're absolutely correct. He doesn't uh, say anything about Rudy or Sue in these episodes. Uh, he doesn't really have to. I mean, Sue is planning something, but uh, in the end, he, <laughs> Kelly's the one that he he probably is should be worried about. Kelly's the only one who voted 
apart from them, not against them, but apart from them in the last True. episode. Yeah, and we spent a lot of time. Uh, well, first we spent a lot of time of uh, both sides trying to get Sean's vote. Um, (laughs) and that was just comical because it was like watching uh like a depressed puppy and like people just trying to be like come on come on over here he's like i don't wanna um so we we spent some time on that and then don't ever come back to it and sean ends up uh well we'll get to his vote later yeah um and yeah spent a lot of time on the what i what i called the politics of fishing and sue does a really good job here of making rich seem like she agrees with him. Mm-hmm. She actually, I don't know if she means to do it. Uh, I think she does. Cause I think she's really smart, but she kind of baits him into, you know, she agrees with him. She's like, yeah, yeah, they, you really should stop fishing for the next couple of days. And I, I don't think she's doing that for Rich's benefit. <laughs> I think she is. I think she is trying to like keep him emotional and kind of a dick. <laughs> It's in my best interest for you to be a dick, so continue to be a dick, please. Yeah, and then when Rich is fishing, what did you make of this? Uh, he says, so he's talking about how the tribe people or people on the island are like the fish, and he says, "I've been stalking them since before we got to this island." I wrote that down too, and I, it, from a game perspective, I get what he's saying. However, it's a very concerning statement. What does he mean by I, that? I don't know. I'm assuming he's talking in a, a metaphorical sense that he is he's been on this and he's he's been playing the game since day one. But it definitely comes across as yeah. I looked up their addresses. I've been sitting outside their house. Uh, there's no Facebook. There's no Facebook. There's you know you can't like you can't Google somebody. No. I mean, maybe. Google existed at this point, I think, but I don't think you could pull somebody up. No, unless they were famous. There's no way you would get anything out of Google. I mean, maybe they get dossiers on the people they're going to be on the show with before, like, little bios. Maybe. But, I mean, it is it is kind of, it is a, it is a I'll call it a Greg-like statement. Um, <laughs> it is weird. It's very weird. Uh, yeah, concerning, but also, whatever, It's it's rich, so... He's known to make these concerning statements. Uh, moving on, tree mail. We get a tree mail that's not a challenge. It is Jervis. There's a cigar. It shows up with an announcement saying that his baby boy has been born. Wild. I know. It's it's pretty crazy. Crazy one that they gave them all a cigar. Yeah. Well, they couldn't just give... I mean, I guess they could just give Jervis one, but it was a nice little thing. absolutely could. They've done things like that before where they're just like, oh, by the way, things happened. Good news for you. They've also done bad news, so like, eh. Yeah. I... There's something that happens this season because it's so fresh, where like, we don't see... Like, they don't bring it up earlier in the season. There's not like a shot of Jervis and a confessional in like episode one or two or whatever being like, you know, and if I'm here long enough, you know, my, my girlfriend's gonna have a baby, and then we see it come out later. I kind of like it just being a surprise. Um, and I also kind of like the way that they structure tribals like this, too, where um, I feel like now you always know, maybe I've talked about this before, you always know that there's one of two people going home. Um, and I had no idea in this episode 
who was going home. No, not not at all. And I didn't know last episode, and I didn't know the episode before that. <laughs> um, and I had some ideas, but based on like earlier conversations, not based on the editing from directly before the tribal. Yeah. So I, I do kind of it makes the show feel more organic. It does. Um, it does lose some of the storyline. You know, we don't get we don't get that side of Jervis's story earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, which may have colored things up to this point, but. I don't know. It's kind of cool. It it makes it feel organic, but it also kind of reveals that there isn't much of a plan from a lot of these people. I'm I mean there is because clearly they're voting in unison, but it's uh, it, it's not the strategizing that you're gonna see later in the game. It's just uh, all right. Here's the plan. Stick to it. Go. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then from there they jump right into the reward well, challenge. Wait, no, no. We need to talk about. Uh, all of the tribe's discussion about Jervis being a having so not a single father. He's in a relationship with the woman who's having a baby, but he has a, like he has some children with other kids, and the wide array of um, reactions yeah. that gets in the cast. Technically, it's after the the um, reward challenge. Oh, we'll, we'll go for it. Uh, yeah, it's you get a, a wide. Okay, the reason that you get such diverse opinions is Jervis is having this baby with someone out of wedlock, a, a thing that you see all the time today. Like, no one would really bat an eye, depending on where you are in the country. You see constantly through history, too. Yeah. We like, I've talked before about, like, we love to wash back history and be like, oh, it was better than, or blah, blah. Like, no, <laughs> this happened all the time especially if you weren't noble and if you were they were just called a bastard yeah yeah so be it uh do you have a, a certain take you want oh, to pull out oh i sure do i figured you did rudy pro choice icon yeah so <laughs> so rudy <laughs> so okay so i wrote down boy i had whiplash on this statement because rudy had the full-on back in my day speech uh they, he was just like, yeah, I, they would have an abortion. We'd they'd take him out of town. They'd have an abortion. I was like, wow, damn, yeah. Rudy. When when we're talking about pregnancy out of wedlock, I don't expect the when I hear hear the phrase started back in my day, uh -huh. I don't expect to like agree with what's going to come out of the person's mouth next because it probably is you know uh, revisionist and all of that. No, Rudy's just like back in my day, we we get him an abortion. Getting an abortion. I and was then, like, whoa, okay. I was like, wow, Rudy, you progressive icon. And then immediately follows up with, uh, you're not having a baby out of wedlock. It's like, ooh, never mind. Sorry, we lost it. I mean, that's why I, I've been so fascinated with Rudy's, not just his one-liners and his entertainment value, but like the politics of Rudy, like the yeah. social politics of Rudy is so fascinating to me because he feels like somebody that like, he is the product of maybe like his upbringing and his environment, mm -hmm. but like he has... Rudy is, uh, Rudy has many facets where he'll be like, he, you know, he feels like he has to comment on how it's weird that Richard's gay because he feels like his friends are going to make fun of him. But then he talks about how accepting he is of it. He's like, well, the guys are going to bully me back home. Um, it's just interesting. He, he is an interesting lens. I, I wrote down that he, he talked a little bit about family life in America is on the decline. And I'm like, yeah, Wow. That has been a talking point for so long. And I realize that this is just how history works, yeah. is that people will always be like, wow, it was way better back then. 
but family life is in decline. Well, family life is always on decline if you just say it, so good for you. Well, and, like, you know, you can point to, like, marriage rates or divorce rates or whatever, and it's like, yeah, back when women couldn't open a bank account on their own, like, yeah, yeah it was harder to leave. Yeah, it's true. You're Duh. right. <laughs> and course. also, like... One of the most famous plays of all time by Henrik Ibsen, uh, A Doll's House, is literally about a woman leaving because she realizes that it's bad, that, like, the marriage is bad, and even though she can't, like, hardly survive on her own, she's gonna go try anyway. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not new. It's, it's not new, and it's, it's been around for a long time. It's just, you're right, it was much harder when you were financially, and, uh, you, there are a lot more strings tying you down. Obviously, there's always strings tying you to something, but it, it's much more socially accepted for you to just say, no, this person is causing me physical, emotional harm. I need to get out of there. Good. Do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's if, if your options are stay or starve, it takes a lot. It takes a lot more to leave. And mm-hmm. also, like, man, I, I we're on a really far side tangent, but sure. I, I think it's an important one. Um, I cringe so much when you hear like the stories of like oh my great great grandpa like you know uh great great grandma said no 17 times to date but he kept being persistent and i'm like yeah it's not cool like the like the opening of the notebook or whatever when he's like hanging out ferris we're like i'll kill myself you don't go on a date with me yeah. like that's just holding somebody hostage what are you doing that's not family values i wrote to you <laughs> Every day. There, sorry, again, tangent. There's a there's a clip out there of someone doing the goofy voice to the, the big dramatic in the rain scene from the notebook, and it's mm, perfection. Go look it up. I love that. Uh, yeah. My, my favorite Rudy quote from this, you need someone uh, beating them in the head for raising your kids. Like, you need family life. So someone can beat you. I'm like, I'm sorry, Rudy. The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. That's... I mean, there's lots to unpack there yep. about, like, hey, uh, don't hit your children. It please, doesn't... Please eat. don't. Not only is it, like, cruel, but, like, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you know, full transparency, like, my parents spanked me when I was growing up. They didn't teach me shit. <laughs> it taught me how to not get spanked. Like, I, I, the lessons I learned were when they were compassionate with me, not when they were beating me. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I was never, I was, I, at least I don't remember any spankings. Uh, but boy, were they good at the emotional ma- manipulation. Oh, that's just mid, that's the whole Midwest for you, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rudy has his own takes but the girls were genuinely supportive of it and they were they were very much uh pro jervis and uh his girlfriend having this baby sue had a little bit of the the midwestern shade where she'll be like oh i guess that's good for them it's not something i do though like (laughs) like trying to do the polite thing but like she's there's like there's there's judgment underneath it for sure yeah right I mean, you can take the Midwesterner out of the Midwest, but there's only so much <laughs> you can drag out of them. Yeah, Kelly, Colleen, um, even Rich all seem really, all seem pretty supportive of Jervis. Yeah. Did you have anything else to say on that? No, I guess just to, to button it up um, with all the stuff we talked about with with Rudy and and being judgmental to put it in like one phrase is like Rudy seems to approach those with genuine. Um, interest 
and like some judgment as far as like that's not how he would do it but he like rudy's like the only true example i can think of of like a live and let live kind of guy (laughs) where he's like okay i don't get it it's a pain in my ass but it's not my problem that's their life it's kind of the the basic idea of what the libertarian is but also i i hate to say that because there there's different uh ideas of what that is but the basic foundation is you slash the government slash no one is going to tell me what to do i'm going to do what i want yeah it's almost like what a redneck is supposed to be quote unquote where it's like you know like the coal miners in west virginia like nah screw you nah uh do the brooks riots and that might be the wrong riots i don't know but the the pro-union riots and all of that anyway government oversight nah i want to breathe in all of that black lung mm, good good black lung mm, delicious uh yeah so they get into a reward challenge which is quite literally set up like a march madness bracket it's just <laughs> it's just three log bridges they, they have tiny bamboo uh posts that they have to cross and i shouldn't say posts it's it's spread horizontal so it's what four inches wide oh yeah if that yeah four inches wide and about eight to ten feet long honestly not that challenging they did look very slippery they look slippery yes however it took them all of about two seconds to get across if they were just going for it yeah nobody who got across fell like the the first it was uh four of them moved on then Wait. Yeah, they they cut four, it in half two, each one. time. Yeah, okay. It went, it was four, two, and then uh, got to the final two, and then they had to cross two different ones. Ooh, what a Ooh. twist! Yeah, it. This challenge is bad. This is a bad challenge. Yeah. It, again, you could spice it up. You could do something. Uh, it just it's not good. It wasn't interesting to watch, and it was over in about. A minute. I was going to say, that was its saving grace, is that was over quickly, <laughs> and it was easy to understand. Yes. Um, so, like, there wasn't any confusion about, like, the rules or anything like that. It was just... The the only thing I will say is kind of BS is the, the last leg of it with Jervis and Rich. Yeah. That they had to... That they both had to race to the last post and then go one at a time. It was like, yeah, whoever got there first was just going to win. Have a, have a shoving match. Do something. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Big... If you're going to force them into a an area where they both have to compete for the same pole, let them compete for the same pole. Yeah. And this reward. <laughs> so, last reward, we got a whole barbecue. Yes. Now, the letters from home and the phone call are... I, the phone call is better than the letters from home. Correct. For sure. But letters from home are nice. But food-wise, we got a whole lavish barbecue... And what do we get this time? One slice of pizza. I thought I heard him wrong. Cheese pizza. One slice of cheese pizza. That is so insulting. <laughs> and Jeff does uh, the. He actually starting to uh, give the run up, like the lead up to the challenges, better each time he does it. Uh huh. Almost to the point where I expect him to say his usual phrase from later in the show, which is worth playing for. He doesn't say it. He doesn't. But my mind auto-corrected it, and then I immediately went, no, it's not worth playing for. The phone call, yes, the phone call is very nice. One piece of pizza? (laughs) Oh, wait, but Jared, the pizza was delivered 
by a helicopter. I'm scowling at you. I have to <laughs> announce that because this is an audio medium. <laughs> I was glad that Jervis won it. Yeah, yes. Jervis, of all people, was the most deserving of that reward. Needed to call home, needed to say, talk about the baby. Like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just a bad... Overall, this is the most disappointing challenge I and think I've seen so far. Jervis does a really sweet thing and shares a bite of the pizza with everyone except for Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> because Rudy does the thing where he's like, no, I couldn't. And then Jervis goes to take it away and Rudy reaches back for it, but Jervis doesn't see. And so Jervis just moves on. I didn't see that. That's oh, it was so funny. funny. Rudy's hand follows it all the way to the next person no. and he does not get it. <laughs> He wanted it so oh, bad. That's beautiful. Yeah, everyone got a bite, which again, I'm sure Jeff would uh, be against in in future seasons. But no, he shared it with everybody. One the one piece of pizza. Uh, I found it really interesting that they made because you're gonna find that the uh, sponsorships are real apparent in early Survivor seasons. <laughs> I mean, they always are. It you're going to see random oh and then we're bringing you to the Applebee's steakhouse ooh Th- those kind of things happen sure uh this was the first one that's really stuck out to me i'm sure there have been earlier ones in the season i can't remember uh sick brain the Ericsson world phone <laughs> i thought you were going to say the pizza i was like the pizza was generic no, generic pizza although it did look kind of uh pizza hutish but i Again, that's yeah. it could but, be way off. Yes, the Ericsson World Phone, which yeah. I assume is a satellite phone. It, it must be. It's uh, I've never heard of it before. I did. I looked into it a little bit. There's not a whole lot of information out there, so I don't think it lasted very long. It was probably prohibitively expensive. Oh, I'm sure it is, and <laughs> there's no real need for it unless you're. You have family across the world. Right. Or you're, you know, going out to somewhere remote and dangerous and yeah. want to have a lifeline on you. But sure. can you imagine what... Because, like, this is the era where long-distance calls still cost a premium. Uh-huh. Imagine how much that... Because he was on that phone for a while. We see him, like, digging into the into the sand with his feet. And his foot's pretty far down there. He's, <laughs> like, idly scraping away sand. Probably, like, half an hour phone call. That must have been, like, $1,000. It would have been so expensive. Again, there's that's probably what did the uh, Ericsson phone in, but mm. good for you, Jervis. You're one of a very few people that got to use it. <laughs> one of four people who ever used the Ericsson World Phone. <laughs> uh, Steven, I have uh, I have good news for you. Go on. We have a sponsor. <gasps> Who's your sponsor? It's the Ericsson World Phone. Yes, I did it. <laughs> They're bringing it back, Steven. Bring it back. Uh, what? I. It seems like a weird time to do that, but here we are. <laughs> Good, good for them. <laughs> um, yeah, so we already kind of talked about all the conversations post-reward challenge, except we didn't talk about uh, Kelly. Kelly having a, we'll call it an internal struggle mm-hmm. about herself in the game. I think this is Kelly coming to grips with, I was a prisoner of circumstance. I made this alliance with these people that I don't really have a whole lot in common with because they were with me on my tribe and I liked them more than I liked the other people. But now I have these other people who I like more, but they were not on my tribe. 
I don't know what to do. And she said, she talked about the internal struggle about it's about surviving yourself. It's yeah. not about surviving the island. It's about surviving yourself. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's going through some stuff. She's going through some stuff. And I I think her and Sue... She's talked about how much you... You know, what you said. Like, that these these were her, like, friends of circumstance and all of that. I do hope that her and Sue's connection was genuine. Because it was certainly genuine for Sue. Yes. Sue literally cried about how much she liked Kelly and how it was the first friend she had made in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I hope that Kelly felt the same way and she was more talking about like Rich and Rudy. Yeah. That it, was my take. It it kind of seemed, I want to say even more so, just Rich. Rich was, she compared it with making a deal with the devil that Rich was the devil. I can see that. I, I mean, yeah. If if he's pulling the strings and you're not really on board with it, it's, it's hard. But and all. we talk about them as characters in a show uh-huh. because we're watching a show and yep. we only have a certain insight into their lives. We do not know these people as people, but they are people. And while like, you know, a, a Walter White in Breaking Bad is a really cool villain, a devil, being with a real person like Rich probably scares the shit out of her. Yeah. Because he is at this point like very arrogant and very ominous. And very calculating, um, and it is it is cl- it is clearly making her uncomfortable. It makes me, it, you know, it's interesting because I wonder what this season would look like without Rich. Um, mm. I wonder what you know if you know we play we, we we replace Rich with you know someone that's a little less assertive. Sure. Does that alliance still form? Does Sue lead it? Does you know or what you know that's. We can go in a million different directions with that. There's, there's sure as hell no way that Sue and Rudy are getting together in an alliance. Probably not. <laughs> You're right. Probably not. <laughs> um, so that is just interesting, too, in that people are starting to see Rich as this sort of, as this devil. Yeah. I do, I do want to point out that there was also one more reason that Sue was crying, uh, in that uh, Kelly kind of reminds her of uh, someone who died in her life yeah uh i wrote down when the timeline uh, 20 was. years ago 20 years ago yeah mm-hmm. 20 years ago from that point so like it, it the game is so much bigger than the game yeah. and i is everyone's starting to feel that the the emotional heartstrings are being pulled every which direction well the, that's how it, it's it's been a weird mix of that because it yeah. hasn't like the the hmm, it's like the people who saw it emotionally early now see it as calculating except yes. for rich and the people who see it as, uh, who saw it as, you know, more calculating early, like Sue, are, you know, now they're, now their heartstrings are going to get tugged on. Because then there's Rudy, who in the beginning was like, you know, ah, best man win, I don't like alliances, that feels dirty, I just want to, you know, blah, blah. And now this, he says, I'll never see these people again, and that's the way I want that's it. That's the way I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rudy. It's so it's just it's really interesting. That's really interesting to me. Colleen, this episode, Colleen really impressed me this episode with her gamesmanship. Um, so yeah, Sue is t- is now starting to feel the emotions of, and that helps that someone in her alliance. She doesn't need to turn on Kelly. Sure. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I did. I want to make note of that that Rudy quote that I'm never going to see these people again. One, you are going to see them at the reunion, so that's kind of funny, right? Uh, yeah, it's 
And two, he is going to see these people again. Just uh, a slight spoiler on that one. Rudy's coming back. Of course he is. He he is such a a cash cow for CBS. Of course he's coming back. I would watch... I would... If you put Rudy on every single season, I would be thrilled. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then we go into the immunity challenge, which this is the uh the basis for the survivor fire making challenge yeah i wrote down the fire making challenge i was so hyped it it was weird in that they they gave them a pit they gave them a rope like you would see in the immunity fire challenge these mm-hmm. days uh it was a little higher but they, they essentially had to go out and collect driftwood they had two phases. One, go collect the driftwood. You have, what, two minutes to collect as much so. as you could and make it into a, a good fire-making uh, pile. And then the second <laughs> the second portion, they all had to start at the same time, and they run out into the ocean, uh, collect fire from something that's on fire, and then bring it back and start your fire specifically from the bottom. Yeah. And you couldn't have any sticks touching the string. Yeah. I, they re- they, they uh, refined it over the years. Yes, they did. Because this is a, they a bigger to. and rougher version of it. But it's, but it was there. It's there. It's there. And they I think they realized this is something. Oh, we got this right. And it we, was entertaining to watch. It was. It was interesting. Uh, I, I did laugh a little watching Jervis struggle to keep his fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> he Poor he guy. goes out. He, he lights his torch. And then you have to essentially bring it back. Not swim it, because you can walk that. Everyone was on their feet. Uh, But uh, Jervis would make it about 6 to 10 feet away from where it was, and then his thing would go out. Which makes me feel like there was something wrong with his torch, because it wasn't him going into the water or him like tilting it in a way. It just would go out. Yeah, there might have been. Um, he did get it all the way back to the beach one time, and oh, then did he? yeah, and he then when he tilted it to try to light his torch, it went out. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know if that was a technical malfunction or if that was just he was being impatient and moving it too much. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part of this whole challenge is immediately from the word "go," Sean falls on his face. I missed that. Oh, they they rush I'm out. Go back and watch it. They rush out to go collect the driftwood, and Sean makes it about five feet, and then boom, straight to the ground. It was great. It was a oh, good time. I love that. <laughs> I love watching Sean eat shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it really the challenge isn't. It, it's really cool to see it, but the cinematography doesn't show a whole lot because there's not a whole lot to show no it is really picturesque they got they did it like right at sundown they were they were smart to do that not like in the middle of the day uh um it it did it looks very pretty yeah uh but yeah really hard to tell who's winning in a challenge of seven people trying to light a fire that all kind of looks the same um but rich is the only one who really gets a good fire going everyone else doesn't really get it started which i was kind of surprised by um it seems like from shots we've seen the women in the tribe are doing the majority of the wood collecting uh-huh. um we've seen a bunch of shots of them you know in groups of two or three bringing back wood from around the island for fires i kind of expect them to have an advantage at this because they're the ones that have been doing it for 30 days you would think um but yeah it didn't come to fruition that way no and it looked like rich's uh pile was the most sound yeah it, w- it was in a good 
good formation. It had the kindling at the bottom. It wasn't just all thrown together. Uh, it it made sense that his was the best. I I did note that this is pre uh, flint and magnesium. There, oh yeah. There, in later challenges, in later seasons, this would be a all right. Scrape the magnesium, get it to go with the flint. Make the sparks. Make yeah. the sparks. This time they were provided the fire. Yes. Here's fire. Make fire. <laughs> <laughs> how how good's your uh, fire pit? <laughs> Yeah, so really interesting seeing that starting to grow and starting like, oh, that's that's the origin right there. Let's let's use it. Thank you, Survivor. You're figuring it out. Um, yeah. Anything anything else you want to talk about pre-tribal? Yes. So there we get one interesting scene of Rich and Sue together bashing Pagong, and I think Rich says explicitly. Uh, Sue asks, like, you know, what would you do if you had ended up on that tribe? And Richard's like, probably killed myself. Um, which, yikes. But also, uh, it talks about how he wouldn't have been able to make alliances on the other tribe. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. Oh, really? I think if you switch Rich over to that tribe, I mean, I don't know who you'd, who you'd, uh, who you'd switch over. I don't know if it really matters. Um, maybe Jervis, or I'm trying to think, like, who would be the, who'd be the person that would be, like, least likely to help them, or, you know, so, I think BB, you switch BB over, whatever. Okay. I think that, I think he could get enough of them. I mean, okay. he only needs, he only, he gets three in his tribe, right? Gretchen was resistant to alliances, uh, but so was Rudy, and so was Sue. True. I, and he here, talked them into it. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Who, who would be your, your two that you think he reels in? I, well, Gretchen for one. Sure. That's that's what my brain said too, yeah. so that makes sense. Um Greg would I don't know. I don't know. I I think that he could try with Greg, but uh, I don't know if we'd have the if it'd be the same dynamic of Greg kind of being weird and making it a duel and all of that. Um but Jenna for sure. Yeah. Um and some combination of Ramona or Jervis, maybe? I think he could have roped in Jervis. Yeah. I think they could have been an interesting pair if they had been on the same team. Yeah. So I, I don't agree with his read there. I think that um, he might have been annoyed more than he was. He might have gotten a, not gotten along with the people on Pagong as well. Right. But I, don't, I think that he would have woken them up to... Because the reason that this alliance is so successful is because they're first. And they get the jump start by several weeks. Yes. Oh, by way long. Way long. And if he... He could have done the same thing on the other tribe. Now, that's not to say that Sue wouldn't have had the same read and wouldn't have been able to put people together quicker than than anyone on Pagong does. And it might have been more of an even, like, actual two alliances going against each other. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I, I, I... But then again, we see the people on Pagong be flaky. We see them... Uh, Greg and Jervis do try to rally them to stick together, and it doesn't work. The world may never know. The world will never know. Because <laughs> it's hypothetical. True. And then, I uh, just want to talk about how, you know, Jervis and Colleen, using a good bit of strategy, it seems like they actually try to form a counter-alliance. Too little, too late. But, I've been really impressed with Colleen ever since Greg left the show. Yeah. Colleen is making moves. Colleen mm-hmm. is seeing the writing on the wall. I think the... Uh, I could tell, and obviously I knew how this went, but you can tell that 
the writings on the wall when they had to make costumes for tribal council <laughs> of the the target and the sitting duck. Easy target and sitting duck. No, yeah. bullseye. Oh, bullseye. It was bullseye. Ah, uh, yes. And Sean writes it in the vote. He writes Jervis bullseye. Nice. Uh, yeah, they, they were really trying to reel in Sean and Kelly because the, the cracks were there. Mm-hmm. And it's a smart move. But this is what I'm saying, is that if this were a later season, and Kelly already had the uh, had the want to, to jump ship, this would have happened. Yep. It would have easily happened. And if Sean wasn't... If Sean had more than one brain cell. Because <laughs> Sean has no reason to vote with these people. No. They, they are not going to take you to the end. And if they do, it's because you're... No one's going to vote for you at the jury. I mean, we don't know. They, they're probably not thinking about jury politics yet. They no. have no concept of that. But, like, Sean, you are dead weight. You are the bottom of this alliance. You're not even in the alliance. You're just kind of being, like, told to vote with somebody. What, what's interesting is that he explicitly says, I will vote with you, but only if Kelly does too. Only if I'm 100% sure that Kelly is going to vote with you. He has the spine of a jellyfish. It's, it it makes no If you're going to make a move, you make a move, Sean, because right now you are nothing. He wa- he just wants to extend his vacation. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do the safest thing and just kind of hang around like this parasite. Because, yeah, you're right. Like Because if Kelly goes, they have the numbers, and it yep. works. He's only going to jump if someone else jumps first. And if he had the initiative, mm-hmm. if he had jumped, Kelly might have gone with him. Yeah. We that, don't know. We don't know, but like, hey... That's your move, and if you don't, you haven't really lost anything because you're not going to be the next person voted off. It, they're clearly going to go after someone else. Oh well, uh, but yeah, they jump into tribal, and Sean is—he's—he's he's ready to play. He's ready to play the game. He apologizes. Well, it doesn't really apologize. They acknowledge that the strategy was dumb for voting in alphabetical order. And uh, Jenna's staring daggers at him from the jury. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's pissed. But yeah. She should be. He's ready to play the game finally. Good for you. Again, too little, too late. Cool. It's day 29. <laughs> <laughs> no, day 30. They vote on day 30. Yep, you're right. So it is... My brother in Christ, you have been here for a calendar month, <laughs> and you are just now ready to play the game. Time to play the game. Wild. Yeah. Well, you know, you have that, that warm-up phase, and then you have the vacation phase, and then it kind of settles in, and then I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should do, I should do the work now. How is he a doctor? <laughs> He's a neurologist. What do you what do you make of Sue's alliance speech? So I they stop trying to pretend yeah, that it's tribal. This is this is definitely the admission of guilt. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was a little too much of a pitch to me, and it felt like a pitch to America, oh, not yeah. a pitch to the people on the jury or the people that like she's voting with or against. It felt like them trying to uh her try like maybe I don't know if she feels guilt about it. Probably not. Sue's very Sue's very calculated, um, but she's trying to like be like, no, this is the way the game should be played. America is run on uh, on alliances. Yeah, we're pitching. She's making the comparison of alliances in the game and a pres a, a someone running for president and getting nominated and elected president, and then helping out the people who helped them get elected. It's like I. I get what you're saying. 
weird way to go with it, but like. It felt sure. like a prepared speech. Yeah. And I'm like, why did you prepare this speech? Like, this is not <laughs> off the cuff. You could have said anything. Um, there's so many... You could you could talk about how, like, all, all of human civilization from the time we developed farming is based on alliances. Yeah. You didn't need to talk about, like, politicians and <laughs> lobbyists. That doesn't make any sense in no. this scenario. That's it, not painting yourself in a good light. It doesn't, and it didn't. But, hey, admission of guilt. That's all we needed. We're, yeah. we're in an alliance. Try to stop us. And and Rich, I don't know if they. It feels like they have like a an ominous like downlight on Rich every time he's shown now. Like I know they don't, but it sure feels like it. Maybe they do. Maybe, maybe they maybe, do. <laughs> maybe someone's sitting there with the spot up. Like, oh hey, uh, Rich is about to you know look into the camera and say something menacing because um, he also talks about uh, alliances a sure. little bit in a much more like cutthroat, dark way. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take note of anything he said. I don't. I didn't either. But I just remember him talking about alliances a little bit more. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, this we're definitely starting to get into the. Uh, this is cutthroat. This is a game. People are feeling their backs against the wall. Jervis is making a shirt with a bullseye on it. <laughs> Which I mean, good that they have a good. Uh, uh, like positive attitude about it still they're still making jokes they're oh still... yeah i didn't i didn't describe this it it's literally just his shirt with uh masking tape in the shape of a bullseye and in colleen's case in the shape of a duck yeah oh that was fun <laughs> it's like it's like you're a child making jerseys for your uh backyard sports team <laughs> out of tape good for you good for you that's cute uh, voting wise it's it's the alliance it's uh all all toggy vote for uh for jervis. for jervis yep and weirdly jervis and colleen vote for sean for sean i terrible voting strategy terrible voting strategy it, sean is clearly on the outs i don't know why you go after sean you you put more pressure on rich you put more pressure on the main three who are running the show. Well, not Rich because he's he has immunity. But right. You throw it on. You can throw it on Sue. You can throw it on uh, Rudy. It doesn't. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't make any sense because they're trying to win Kelly and Sean over. And as yeah. we've seen this season, people have said they changed their votes last minute. Yep. So if Sean and Kelly change their mind last minute, unlikely. But if they do and vote for Sue or Rudy, and you just threw both your votes on Sean. You're going home anyway. The strategy makes no sense, and they didn't really think it through, unless they were told to their face, yeah, we're not voting with you. And Jervis seems to like Sean, like, throughout this, throughout the, uh, the last few episodes yeah, since Yeah, they have the a merge. nice rapport. Yeah, it was, it was very weird. <laughs> oh, also, we talk about how Jenna, on the jury, looks all cleaned up. Yeah. And Greg still looks like a forest person. He might still be living in the forest. I think they took Jenna to, like, a hotel or something, and they and Greg was like, nah, leave me in the woods. No, nah, I want to stay here. <laughs> it's wild. So, yeah, Jervis is voted out. Jervis is, uh... It, it's the smart choice. You, you take out Jervis, he's the challenge beast. Um, he's the one that's going to get in the way. Sean won't, Colleen won't. There's no need. Uh, yeah, how do you feel? How do you feel about Jervis? I I don't think Jervis would do very well in today's Survivor. Um, I think that he 
relies a little too much on the challenges, okay. which, as we see when we get to individual immunities, are not always physical-based, um, and he can't rely on. But you're right, he's the best at challenges among the people that were left. His reads are... He seems to have pretty good reads, but he doesn't act on things um, until it's too late. Now, maybe with like more knowledge, he could, mm-hmm. but it just... He feels like an early boot to me in most future seasons. Do you feel? Uh, do you feel that his explosive personality would would cause any like frustrations in like a, a later season? No, I, I don't think so. He's really good at getting along with people, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really when he gets called out when he does something like uh, you know call women as dumb as cows. <laughs> um, he he. Might not do the best apology, but he at least owns up to it. Okay. Um, he's just kind of lazy. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so this is not the last time we see Dervis. Whoa, really? Yeah. Uh, and it's. Want to take a guess when Wait, he shows up? So I'm. I'm. I, I don't think it's gonna be all stars. Nope. Is he, it, do they do a return return season every five years? Uh, not every five years, but or every five seasons. I mean. No. It, it, short answer, no. They do the all-star season, and then things start to move that direction, and then suddenly uh, the formula is gone. Okay. They, so 10 or 15? They'll start... No. He comes back season 27. Whoa. Blood versus Water. Yo, I am so hyped for that. It's... It's a pretty good season. I've so heard that season's really good. Concept yeah. of Blood versus Water is they take the first Blood versus Water. They did two. Okay. First Blood versus Water, they bring in a returning castmate. And then also they bring in someone that is related to them, someone who is close to them, and they put them on separate tribes. So you have an entire tribe of just returning castmates. An entire tribe of people who haven't played this game before, but have seen their loved ones do it. That's so hype. It's it's pretty great. I'm not gonna lie. So that means that either my take is is good, or it aged like milk the moment it left my mouth. Because like some of the like a lot of the ones I'm projecting uh-huh. that I've projected so far don't come back, or that they do, I'm guessing come back season five for the All Stars, and then. You know, maybe maybe one more, maybe like, like ten or whatever. Not nearly fifteen years later. Yeah, it's it's quite a, a bit later. He's he's one of the older ones who is there. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, like I said, that's kind of why I had you elaborate on your take. Sure. I wanted to I wanted to get more out of you. Uh, email email Stephen at Survivor uh, TBT at gmail dot com yeah. and tell me I'm either a genius or an idiot. Yeah, please tell me tell tell me things. I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, he goes on. He does a lot of stuff outside of Survivor. He he like many others goes through the acting game. Does a little bit of acting. He mm. plays a recurring role on a, a CBS soap as the world turns. Oh, okay. Uh, does a movie one of his most uh, I hate to say popular, but one of the things that he's most known for, The Scorned, is a movie that he is in. I don't know it. Yeah. Uh, he does an episode of The Weakest Link. He guest spots uh, on Big Brother 2, oh. which is weird. 
I had to look it up because I wasn't... Big Brother is a blind spot for me as far as reality TV goes. I just don't enjoy it as much. He doesn't compete in Big Brother. They bring in Survivor contestants, four Survivor contestants to compete against the final four in Big Brother. And then the winners take home straight cash. It's very strange. That's it doesn't make any odd, sense. Odd, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he shows up. He's still, he's doing things. He comes back later, Survivor season. Uh, he does a Say Jerv column in a New Jersey newspaper. A what Jerv? It's Say Jerv. <laughs> Jer- Jerv is saying something. Okay. Uh, but honestly, everything that I look up, he he's still kind of do it. He's very uh, active in the community. He seems like a, a still a good mentor for kids and is uh-huh. is doing a good job there. He kind of lives. He he kind of lives like a C-list celebrity in reality TV world. But yeah. Then, and and doing important work behind the scene. It sounds like maybe. Yeah. I okay. I mean he. he Sometimes puts himself in bad positions on the show, but I think he is a good, a good guy and a good mentor to to people sure. out there. Um, yeah, and he's got a podcast out there because who doesn't have a podcast? So go look we don't up have a podcast. What? Wait, we have a podcast? No. Okay, cool. I thought we just did this for fun. I thought we were just talking in a room. <laughs> okay, who is your protagonist? It's it's two people. Okay, um, which is cheating, but I think I've done this a lot of weeks. Sure. Um. Because this is my bit, and I decide how it goes. So it really is Kelly and uh, Jervis for this one. And I was thinking of Jervis before he was going home. Because he wasn't really... There wasn't a lot of conversation around him going home. Um, if Jervis didn't have a baby this episode, it would just be Kelly. But I think he gets, some of the, he gets a lot of the spotlight of the episode because of that, you know, sort of life change and him winning the reward challenge and, you know, trying... He's, he's sort of the person who tries to... Um, uh, manifest the uh, counter alliance again for like the third time. Yeah, um, and has I think this is probably the closest to success it gets. It, I honestly, it could have been there. I wouldn't have been surprised if it had been. It easily could have. Um, and then Kelly, because she a lot of this episode is her kind of waffling back and forth. We spend a lot of time with Sue's relationship with her and if Rich trusts her or not, and if she wants to make a deal with the devil as she calls it um yeah it's really it's really the two of them for me yeah i i think that's a good take cool i have those sometimes <laughs> very rarely anything else you want to talk about before the episode's over no this was this was another good episode um ever since i think like episode three they haven't there haven't really been a, a bad episode but every episode is feeling a little more like survivor than the last one correct and it is slowly spiraling towards that finale, and I'm yeah. so excited. And also, uh, Paramount Plus, do better because I know <laughs> who goes home next week. Because your episode intro for the next for the episode after that, when I was looking at how many episodes we had left, just straight up says who goes home next yeah. episode. So that do better. That that is a problem. I I will say with warning, if you're watching this and you don't know what's going on. Be weary of the episode descriptions. Be weary of the episode uh, pictures. There's yeah. always a still image that goes next to the to the episode. You might find out who who is going or who's still there. Right. So just be, try to live in ignorance. Do your best. But I know it's 
Paramount Plus is not the greatest app. And Survivor I... Turning Back Time podcast brought to you by Ignorance. Ignorance. It's bliss. <laughs> Let's end the episode. So that'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. We made it through. I, <laughs> You may notice that this episode might be a little more cut than usual. Uh, there may be some jagged edges. That's my fault. I'm, I'm trying not to fall apart here, and Jared is doing his best to continue on with my shenanigans. Thank you for listening to The Plague Cast. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, we could have skipped a week, but I, I don't want... I didn't want to. I'm I'm healthy enough to do it, and J- Jared wants to do it. Uh, I am amazed that Jared wanted to do it in person, but here we are. It's like I said, not not the cocoa. I saw you three days ago. If, yeah. I, if I'm gonna get what you had, I'm gonna get it anyway. I was in much better shape three days ago, though. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I I've been on the couch for a long time, but it's given me more time to do fun things like submit for jobs and play video games and watch TV. I am going to finish. I'm so close on Stranger Things. It's very good. So close. It's very good. Uh, yeah, I'm stalling. Uh, anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah, I would like to promote, promote Paramount Plus to make a better <laughs> app. I hate that app so much. Not just for spoiling me, but every time I go to Chromecast it, it tries to do 20 seconds of a 7-second intro. Stalls <laughs> out. I have to crash it. I have to restart it. Every single time. End of rant. Yeah, fix your fix your shit, Paramount Plus. I do remember like the first week it came out was Super Bowl week, and that was a terrible idea for them to do that because it crashed. Uh, it it crashed the whole Super Bowl, and nobody was happy. Like, of course, why would you try to do that on the one thing that everything everyone is trying to watch? Yeah, like this is why video games now do betas because you need to stress test it before you launch it you do it the super bowl is not what you should be stress testing no it's it's getting better it was awful and now it's pretty bad so good good job hey marginal upgrades yeah what do you want to plug steven i want to plug sleep i want to plug uh Puffs Plus Lotion has really gotten me through on this one. If you're blowing your nose a lot, get get the lotion tissues. It's it's better for your nose, and you're going to feel better. I love how we've shilled like four times this episode. We don't have a sponsor. No sponsors. <laughs> only only us talking. But that's how you know. That's how you know we're, we're talking from the, the cuff. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around with us. Thank you for dealing with my shenanigans, our shenanigans. We'll be back next week. We're getting in. It's the season finale. It's coming real quick. For for Jared, this is Steven. Bye-bye. For Steven, this is Jared. Bye-bye. I'm so sick. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your friends about us, please.